Welcome to The Horse, a show hosted by longtime Yukoners Dan Bushnell and Jenny Hamilton. On this show, we talk to a diverse collection of people about living in the Yukon, what brought them here, why they stay or have left, but mostly, we like to talk about what truly makes them tick. So sit back, relax, turn up the volume, and enjoy the show coming to you from the Yukon's capital, Whitehorse, or as it's known to the locals, The Horse. I just want someone to explain to me what they think the world take, being taken over looks like. Well, like, I think there's a part of them that wants to take over. taken over the world. We're not, you know, we're not working under a weird fucking ruling class right now where 1% of the population controls 99%. Right, like it's already happened, like guys. Yeah. It's like, where do you think you're living now? Well, I like when they scream their conspiracy theories at me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, who cares? We all know that. Like, come up with some real fucking answers. Quit screaming shit we knew for the last 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. Like, are you just catching up there, fella? Are you just catching up? They're trying to take over the world. And I'm like, they took it over. Dial that back because they've already taken over the world. Right. Right. That's that's been done. That's happened. Decades ago. Yeah. Like, people aren't trying to take the world over anymore. It has been very cleanly taken over. And you participate in it every fucking day. Yeah. Right? And you, you know, also too, like, you're in the fucking matrix, man. Like, you're just part of something that feeds a larger system that benefits very, very few people. Exactly. You know, like, don't think that you're more than a cog in the fucking wheel. Right? If anything, you are an ungreased cog, obviously, because you haven't caught up with the rest of us exactly yeah and it's like you pretend like you have all this knowledge but you don't know that you've already lost the fight <laughs> oh this is where they get frustrating <laughs> yeah you're staggering around the ring you've already been counted out and everyone has gone home and you're still swinging and then you're like oh my god you're just realizing where the fuck you are i would suggest getting off social media for those people and uh picking up you know a book um yeah. or two you know, um, maybe having a nap, you know, just I calm remember, the fuck down. Remember basic school rules. Yes. Show your work. Yeah. You know, don't just tell me that you have the answer. Show me the work that you did to get there. Yeah. Where's your fucking bibliography? And you might change my mind. <laughs> yeah. Like, show me the work, though. Yeah. Right. Don't tell me that you just did a bunch of, a bunch of research. Right. Sarah show me a comic from the New Yorker yesterday that said, there was a stewardess on a plane saying, is there a doctor on board or someone who has done their own research? <laughs> right? right? I mean, like, you know, what? who would you oh, wow. rather have walk up to you? Yes. Someone that went to medical school or someone that went, I did my research on this. I got your tracheotomy Come in right now. Don't worry right? about it. I'm in the midst of Googling this, although I'm yeah. on a plane. <laughs> yes. I, wa- I watched a YouTube video about it, so now I can save your life. Yeah. That's right? It's going to be a hard no. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll take my chances, you know? Yes. Exactly. But people say that shit like it has some basis in reality. Right? And it's like, well, I did my own research. It's like, did you? Show me your bibliography. <laughs> Show me the work you did to get there. Show me your peer study. Yeah, show me your, show me any kind of peer review you have. Right. 
Mind you, their peers will show you that. Well, they will. They have their, but you got to go look on their phone. That's that's the sad part. Yes. And they won't be masked. So (laughs) that's to stay away. That's to stay away. Plus, I don't want to be anywhere near someone's phone. Phones even before the pandemic were worse. Well, yeah. What did they say? There's like a ton of fecal matter on it. I'm like, oh, that's because people... They play with them on the on the biffy. Jenny, you know that you have had a poop while looking at your phone. Oh yes, absolutely. That's you know what scares me more is is the phone cases. Well, that's right. Because we tend to clean the screens. Have you ever taken the case off your phone and you're like, oh god, what the fuck is that? Does it have a pulse? I do it frequently. So I mean, like this whole thing about. doing your hands at the shop we've always had people like don't just sterilize your hands here's a bottle of isopropyl sterilize your phone yes please do we have everybody come in when they come in we make them wipe their phone down too yeah right and um but the thing is man we have been wiping our phones down for ages like it is frequent enough in the shop that um I've been like spraying my phone and Kirstie's like, oh, are you doing your phone here? Do mine. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. Yes. And that's how things become normal. Right. Yeah. Because like we deal with the, we deal with the prospect of communicable disease all the time, except it's bloodborne illness. Right. You know, but we work in an environment where we're cautious and we think about those things and we think about not spreading sicknesses. Right. Yeah. And why we've been health inspected, which is why we've, we know the things we do, which is why we have all the proper equipment and gear and products to actually take care of all that shit. Right. And it just so happens that it like is very convenient for keeping your phone super clean. Right. You know, and I mean, yeah. like, I, I'm not under no illusion that when I spray my phone, it doesn't put a force field around it for the next day. Right. That thing is fucked the second I walk into the bathroom with it again. Or the, I mean, as soon as you touch it again, but yeah, you know, yeah. but I mean, like I, uh, I do um, I do think about it and I am cautious about it. Yeah, but I mean, you're killing whatever the hell was on it for the time and uh, then you'll reinfect it later, but it won't be it infecting you again. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, um, you know, considering where you set your phone down. Yeah. Right? Like, did I just disinfect that surface? Maybe I'm not going to put my phone on that. Yes. Right? I'll leave it over on my desk with with uh weird chip crumbs right <laughs> yeah you know yeah yes weird chip crumbs and dead wasps lovely oh my god there were so many wasps this summer was there well that we have a wasp nest in the eaves of the building oh yeah then you and, will have uh, a ton they're usually pretty cool we you know we haven't sought them out we haven't tried to destroy them Right. They're usually pretty cool, but they were they were a bit uh, they were a bit testy this summer. So right. Although I will say, in ten years of having that wasp nest outside, I've only been stung once. Oh, that's good. They're you know, and I'm, and I'm the only person that's ever been stung by a wasp in our shop. Right. It happened to sting me on the elbow while I was tattooing somebody, though. <laughs> it was uh, just watching your work. It was making sure I, you were doing a good thing. I'm not sure what that dude was up to, but the only person that actually realized what happened was me. Yeah. Because I just paused for a second and set everything down. Yeah. And uh, someone was like, Are you, what's going on? Are you okay? And I was like, uh, yeah. And I just 
held my elbow out and you could see it swelling. Right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just got stung by a wasp in the elbow. Yes. But no one actually noticed that it happened except me. So Right. So, I mean, usually they're delightful little little neighbors and they're fine, but I did find a few dead ones this year because I did have to fight some of them. Yeah, they, that happens. You know, yeah. they're, they're jerks sometimes. They can be. That's why they're not bees. You know, one of the things about this quarantine is that, and I'm sure you noticed this the first time, but like our pets think it's the greatest thing in the world. Yes, they do. They're just like, you're not beeping at all? Right. Amazing. We are a pride. Oh, God. We are just like covered in pets right now. Nice. We were on the couch last night and, and, uh, Sarah and I each had a cat on our laps with the with the dog in between us. <laughs> yep. It's a critter it was, clump. It was lovely. Yes. Gus gets mad. Like lovely. we started going back. Like Becky had to go back to work in June and I was going to work. So the, there are times when he is very upset if we come home late or <laughs> he's very scheduled, this kitty. Well, my I was talking to someone about that yesterday, which is like uh when you think about about animals most animals they say are functioning on about the same level as a toddler right and one of the easiest ways to deal with toddlers is with a schedule yeah absolutely you know they'll begin to understand the schedule and they'll be like oh okay this is the time that we do this yeah and your animals are the same way oh absolutely he keeps us like yesterday last night he came down and yelled at us to go to bed because we were late we were watching a show he was pretty pissed That yeah, we finished the show. Yeah. This is bedtime. Why the fuck are you idiots downstairs? <laughs> what have you been watching? Oh, I've been randomly watching a ton of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm, what have I watched lately? Um, Yellowstone, which I didn't think I would enjoy, but um, I am enjoying it. It's typically not a show. Like if you looked at it, it's like, oh, it's a bunch of ranchers and they're fighting First Nations people and blah, blah. I'm just like, oh, this sounds horrible. But it's really well written. It's not what you think it is. And I'm enjoying the absolute civil violence of it. It's weird, which is probably wrong. But um, and uh, the character building and the acting is great. So Becky hasn't watched it because, you know, that's not her thing. But I thought I'd give it a try. And now I'm caught right up to the episode on Sunday. What about you? I watched about half of one episode and right away I was like, oh, is this one of those things where they, you know, look at the evil First Nations folks, you know? Yeah, uh, I I pushed through that and it was good I pushed through because it does change pretty quickly because okay, i will have to check it out because i i admit i started watching it and i stopped because i was like we need another we need a depiction that isn't just like black and white in this way where it's a uh, low-key racist you know oh absolutely and i think the the way it was written you know it's um you know you gotta if it continued to be like that like there was a time i was like i don't know if i can continue watching this is bullshit and it was at that moment that it changed cool yeah because i'll definitely check that out like i um i was worried about that with longmire as well right i haven't seen that one i'm uh longmire is fantastic nice yeah it's fantastic but what i like about it is that the characters are complex 
Absolutely. Yeah, a good one that has complex characters that I really enjoyed was uh, Nine Perfect Strangers. Oh. With Nicole Kidman. And uh, I mean, the cast is amazing. It's, I think, seven episodes. It was really well done. And then I'm uh, yeah. rewatching uh, 12 Monkeys, uh, the series. Oh, I've never seen that. I missed the last, like, I, I think I watched three seasons of it and missed the last few. Um, I figured, well, you know, it was during Halloween. I wanted something scary, but, you know, not keep me up at night. Plus, uh, Amy Sloan's in it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Amy's in this one. Cool. Yeah. We just watched, um, we just watched Chapel Wait. Okay. And that was good. It's Adrian Brody and Emily Hampshire. Nice. And Emily Hampshire was Stevie from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. And then like, but it's uh, filmed in Nova Scotia. So of course it's full of Canadian actors. So like uh, Brent Butt's dad from Corner Gas is in it. And, you know. Nice. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Yes. You know, and I, I have a thing about like with Amy Sloan, obviously, like you know, no matter what she's in, you have to watch it. Right. You got to support local. Well, and I, I, and I understand that she's not local anymore, but she's still local to me. Well, she comes back when she can. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like Tamo Panicat. Like I'll watch anything he's in too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, not, but I extend that, I extend that to all Canadian actors and musicians. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I, it's one of the, it's a weird thing because I'm not like a super patriotic dude. I, I think like, uh, I would personally like to see a bunch of the laws and a bunch of the shit that we've said we care about actually enforced. Right. You know, I would like to see us make some real changes with the way we treat people and with, uh, with the way we approach, um, humanitarian issues in this country. Yep. When we do that, when we actually start looking after people, I think we should toss the flag and design a new flag and acknowledge that we're in a different and better place. Right. You know, because, because I mean, like, I want to be proud of being a Canadian. Yeah. Not necessarily proud of our country, but I am proud of our people. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it's our history that we need to be open about. Well, you know what, and like beyond beyond even that, we have to stop we have to stop repeating our history. Oh, well, that's it. That's why we have to learn it. They, they got to yeah. c- continue to teach us. I, I'm amazed all the time about um, you know working with people who aren't that much younger than me, ten years younger than me, who don't understand what happened in you know the 1990s and then the 80s here. Um, I mean, that was a recent history and here we are repeating some of it. It's, that's how we prevent it. But we're, we're, um, we've taken a lot of step backwards in terms of the law and the way we enforce the law and what people are allowed to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? And until we have a justice system where um, justice is actually real and not something that can be purchased. Yes. You know, we're we're never really going to succeed because currently, like, the, um, you know, justice goes to the highest bidder. Absolutely. And, uh, and I think that's just a, a fucking tragedy. I think we have hate speech laws that we've never really enforced that we don't actually follow through on. 
Yeah. I think um, uh, as long as politicians are allowed to run where part of their part of their uh, campaign is based on removing rights from people, you know, I think that's a problem. I think the second you say you want to roll back human rights, you should not be allowed to run for office. <laughs> well, you would hope that the voters would make that. That's the thing about a democracy, though, is it's open to too many opinions. And if you can get enough well, people in your court, then you run the country. And let me tell you, like, you talk about groups like ISIS and shit all the time. Yeah. Where they're forcing their religious agenda on the people and what monsters they are. And I'm just like, Stephen Harper much? Like, come right. on. Yeah. Like, are you telling me that we don't have a religious right in this country that's trying to shove their beliefs down our throats to the detriment of our civil rights? Right. When but I'm talking about civil rights, like people are actually talking about removing rights we currently have. Yes. You know, like that's fucked up. It is. And I mean, like, I don't really see a difference between the strong Christian right in this country and ISIS. I don't see a difference. And then they are not actively blowing us up because they don't have to because they are lobbying yeah i was going to say they have more power because that's right they're actually running the world um yeah. they're they're just feeding us the isis stuff because they're fear-mongering and i mean you know and it is scary and i'm i'm afraid of them well i don't think i can't you cannot convince me that the religious right is not more armed or equally armed than isis or the taliban they make they they own the people that make those weapons. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and like when we look at um, you know what happened in New Brunswick, right, with the closing of uh, of abortion clinics and them not being allowed in the in that that province anymore, and uh, there being a parade immediately the, the day that that went through, there was a parade through town. Right. Like that is a that is a religious majority putting a stranglehold on everyone else's rights. Do you think if they um, took anything away from men's health care, like, like there would be a fucking parade? Like maybe if they outlawed Viagra because it was, it is against God. Um, maybe there's a point where men shouldn't be procreating. Um, depends on you. Maybe it's just my God that believes that. <laughs> But I'm wondering if there would be a parade. No, there would be outrage. You cannot take away men's health. But it will never happen because we're talking about one of the largest groups of hypocrites in the world. Oh, absolutely. How many religious figures need to be caught doing horrible, horrible shit from embezzlement to pedophilia before we acknowledge that these are not good people? Exactly. That they are not living to the to the belief system that they're demanding we live to that they actually aren't doing the things that they say we have to right right well yeah basing our laws on their their ideals and then not following their own ideals that's right and i mean like there's it's been uh you know like i don't understand why the catholic church is still allowed to be an entity when they when they protected and hid how many crimes and continue to do so yeah like how many crimes does the catholic church have to be busted for yeah before we what well that's the other thing like the only thing we can do in our society um is not fund them you know like, yeah, like quit, you know, quit like, funding uh, their schools quit 
giving them tax breaks, let them go on their own. It's like any business. You don't have a right to be in business just because you opened one. You know, you, you put the work in and you make the effort and it succeeds or it doesn't. And I think religions need to be the same. I mean, they, they've, been, they've been caught in huge embezzlement schemes. They've been caught in huge tax fraud schemes. Yeah. They've been caught money, money laundering for um, organized crime. And I don't know how many times. And then uh, not telling anybody that there are all these crimes being committed and moving the criminals around into unsuspecting communities so that they can start the process again. Right. You know, and I mean, we could go on all day about that. Yet they can do whatever the fuck they want and nobody gives a shit. Well, I, right? think, like, I think people give a shit. I think the people in power um, who make those decisions, though, are obviously weighing, you know, the the benefits of having them around, which is wrong. And that's where the change has to be. If a church can pay you off or threaten you in any way, then there's something wrong with that system. And that's where the change has to be. Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying. Yeah. Things will move forward when we have a justice system that can't be bought. Exactly. And things will move forward when we have a political system where you don't go into politics uh, for power. Uh, or money, but mostly power and prestige. You do it because you want to work for your community. And I know a lot of people who love this community and want to make change and some run for government, some get in, but the majority of people are like, it is pointless. I don't want to fight the system of hypocrites. And that's an issue. That's where we lose democracy is complacency and you know, I'm I'm one of them. I would love to be able to work with a group of people in a council or in a legislative assembly, but I'm not willing to get up every morning and be called names and have no progress happen. And that's all I see happening constantly. So yeah, it's which is why like folks like Kate White are so important. Absolutely. And and sadly, rare. Although I think with Emily Treasure, she found another one, which is fabulous. Um, and I, I know there are there are good, strong folks in, in the other parties, too. It's just the party politic bullshit of it and the whole process. I mean, it's not just here. It's everywhere. So finding solutions. Um, I think we have a chance here in, in the territory because we're so small to take a risk and and try new things it's just having people being willing to do it well we need people to um stop compromising themselves within their own parties you know like i think that's why when the yukon party uh got rid of jonah smith i think that was fantastic so that was the conservative party of canada that was aaron o'toole because he was running he he was running nationally yes I don't know if the Yukon Party would have gotten rid of him. I, he 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 bypassed the locals and went straight for the big seat. So well, I think I think they would have, but um, because uh, you know they while they are flip flopping on it, they're also not taking a hard no stand like he did. Oh uh, well, and yeah, I think there's some reasonable people in that party that a probably wouldn't want to sit in the same room with him unvaccinated. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yes. I mean. I um there's folks there are folks that have been in the Yukon Party for a long time that I actually really like and I think they're good solid people. Oh, absolutely. And they've done some great things 
and helped a lot of people. And I think they will continue to do that. It's just getting past, I guess it's the politics um, that we're right, you're not, instead of, hey, this is what I, you know, exactly what we were talking about prior of having a communication. When our leaders cannot communicate and they just name call and throw out whatever part that they want, it's either that, that way or the highway, and they can't compromise, that's how do we expect people who are not highly educated or or that we just disagree with to be any different when our leaders are doing that that's well, the change elected by 30 percent of the population yeah well that's you that's still you still represent the other 70 percent ex- well and then i blame the 70 percent who were supposed to vote that didn't this is what happens and this is what you get i mean if you look at it we who knows who was supposed to be in power maybe the conservatives are supposed to be in power maybe the ndp is we don't actually know if you don't vote you are you are the root of the problem 100 yeah 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 voter turnout is just a massive issue it is it is and i that's why we got to get past the complacency and the oh i don't want to you know or the apathy i guess is the word i'm looking for but um about voting it's important it is it's it's the only voice we have in all this clusterfuck we call life <laughs> i'm always so surprised when people are like oh i don't vote because it doesn't matter and it's like well if you don't vote how do you know well if, it, if you don't vote you don't matter i'm sorry your voice isn't heard you get what you get you can't bitch now my grandmother used to say that my, my parents well my mom mostly if you don't vote you can't bitch I love to bitch, obviously. We've just spent almost an hour doing that. Um, <laughs> I will vote. And I highly suggest everybody else does too. And I don't care who you vote for. Go and vote for who you want. You know, like, just vote. That's all I care. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we did have quite a few elections lately. The federal and then municipal. And I work with a young woman who had to vote for her chief all within like three weeks <laughs> and she okay. she went and voted and i was very happy i was very happy for her well let me just say this like what the fuck happened with our municipal election when have we ever had municipal election signs like huge billboards for counselors and shit. I was like, what is happening? I think it's what because they did because they didn't want to go door to door. Oh. I mean, some did. But yeah, I not everybody. I mean, there were 17 candidates. Not everybody put out signs yet again showing, hey, I can afford this. Or a few of them, I'm sure, were supported by others. But, but I think it's because they didn't want to spread COVID. Well, that's actually really smart. Yeah. Yeah. So even even the election process is is changing a little bit um, in how we do it. And I, I do know there were people uh, federally that were going door to door because I got flyers stuffed in my front door. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, our, our cases were kind of a little bit on the rise just before the municipal election. And they were cautious of that. Well, that's cool. Because I was just like, where are these, like, what's with the, all these signs? Like, where do I live suddenly? <laughs> yeah, I've you never know? seen Yeah. It was the first year I've seen it. I was like, that's bizarre. Oh, well, I've bizarre. seen lawn signs before, but I had never seen the big billboards. The, the municipal election? Yeah, I actually have one of my dads in the garage from years ago. Yeah. So that's 
I'm losing you on the mic again. Sorry. That's because I was petting the cat. Oh, oh, the cat tail got in the way of the mic. It happens. And, and then they get this. Because he needs it. Oh, okay. Well, then if, if it was Poyo, I would just blame his bloomers, his little plump bum like us. Beautiful butt. Well, we just wrap this one up. We've been at it for an hour. Absolutely. Thank you, Dan. Thank you. We and, will... um, we'll do this again soon. Hopefully. Hopefully we can do it in person. But, you know, they say December 3rd. I hope no guarantees. What's that? Sorry? I said no guarantees. No guarantees. We'll see what happens. All right. You have, have a good one. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Well, that's it for this episode. We hope you had fun and maybe even learned something. The Horse is brought to you by Molotov and Brick Tattoos and J.L. Hamilton Productions. Until next time, remember to be kind to yourself and to others. podcast.